Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over when chemical usage starts to taper off, at least in the areas where we don't close pools. It is going to differ by region, but you get a general idea of when things are going to switch a little bit and the chemical usage is going to drop in the pools that you service. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Again, like I said in the beginning, every area is a little bit different and the seasons start and end at different times. I'll give you an example. Here in my area, Los Angeles County, California, our season typically starts late April, early May. This year, it started actually pretty late. And then our season will run through when the kids go back to school. It's typical of when the pool uses starts to drop. However, schools are starting early and, and earlier here in California. I believe, you know, back in the day when I was going to school, we started after Labor Day. That was sometime in September, the first week of September, I think, the first Monday. Now, they start like at the beginning of August in some cases, and I think even in Arizona, they start even earlier than here. All this has to do, of course, with getting money from the state because they want to do good on the testing at the end of the year. So the earlier they start, the better the kids will score on the testing. And this affects the pool season also because now that the kids go back to school earlier, pool uses drops off at an earlier time than it used to. So I used to say the season here would go all the way to the end of September, but now I think it tapers off at the beginning of September, and rarely is the pool used much more after that at this point. Sometimes the season will go as far as October, depending on the weather. But again, if you're in the high desert area of California, your season's all the way until mid-October probably, because the water temperatures are still warm. But the pool usage starts to drop off because then... The sun goes down earlier, and the kids are back in school doing their activities. They're not really having time to use the pool. So the season ends differently also by region. I mean, back east, you're closing your pools off probably sometime in early September, maybe mid-September. Sometimes earlier, sometimes later. It depends. And then in Florida, where it's pretty temperate all season long, you probably have a longer season than we have here in California because we do actually get somewhat of a winter here. I mean, it gets cold to about 40 degrees sometimes at night, which in some areas is like warm, but here it's pretty cold for us Californians. Texas, the season is tapering down about the same time as California, I think. And in Arizona, I think the season is kind of like the high desert area of California, so it goes a little bit longer. Nevada, the same thing. And why is this important to talk about? It's important to talk about for a number of reasons. Number one, your chemical usage is going to start to decline as the water temperature drops. It's just the fact of what happens here. When temperatures start to dip at night, the water temperature starts to drop as well. Again, in Florida, this doesn't happen as much as in California, 
But we've had temperature, water temperatures in you know January and February in the 50 degree level, which is quite cold. And you'll find that chlorine lasts a really long time in colder water. That's why back east when the winterized pools and it's, you know, negative two degrees back there for two weeks in a row, there's no really a, a worry about the chemistry in the pool. You can get a closing kit that has, you know, a polyquat, algaecide, and then some shock and bring your chlorine level up pretty high. But typically if the water is cold, nothing's growing in there anyway. Algae only grows at a certain temperature. I believe below 60 algae doesn't form very well. I mean, I've had pools, believe it or not, in the 50s that had algae in it, which is surprising. But very rarely is there a pool with algae in it when the water temperature is in the 60s and in the 50s. Even into the low, high 40s, there's not much algae growth going on. So even if the pool has no chlorine, you're not going to have to worry about algae. How does this affect your chemical usage? In the wintertime, it goes down dramatically. Now, there's some things you can do in the wintertime also with saltwater pools. And this is what I like to do in the winter with some of my saltwater pools to increase the cyanuric acid in them. Because, because once the water temperature drops into the 60s, the saltwater generator will just not work. It's all about conductivity. In cold water, electricity doesn't conduct. And so the saltwater generator, of course, uses electricity in the plates to convert the salt into chlorine. It's a very complicated process. I'm really oversimplifying it. But since the water temperature is cold, there's not much conductivity and therefore it can't do that process. And most salt cells will have a winter mode. It'll have a light that says, you know, too cold or winterize or whatever. So it's not producing chlorine in the winter time. It doesn't really need to produce chlorine in the winter because you don't need that much anyway. So what I like to do with the salt water pools to kind of add cyanuric acid to these pools without having to actually purchase it and add it to the pools I'll put a floater in. I'll tie it to the skimmer. This is really important. You don't want floating around in the pool because sometimes it'll land on the step and then it'll stain the step because the bottom will have the tablet and then the little holes on the bottom or the sides of it could cause staining in the step. So tie it to the skimmer and put one tablet in probably once a month in here in California. And that way, at least for, you know, four months in four or five months, you're putting a tablet in maybe one and a half tablets. And you're adding some cyanuric acid to that water through the tablet. Plus, you're adding chlorine to the pool. So you won't need to worry about putting liquid chlorine in there or calhypo. You're adding a residual amount of chlorine with the tablet. And this will raise the cyanuric acid slightly in the saltwater pool. At least it helps somewhat to add cyanuric acid to it because, as you know, there's no cyanuric acid being introduced to the pool with the saltwater generator. It doesn't add cyanuric acid. You have to add it separately. So that's kind of a little trick that I do with the saltwater pools. Now with regular pools, you can get away with using maybe half a tablet in the floater or one tablet in there still in the winter time. It's not gonna move the needle dramatically with the cyanuric acid. The tablet's going to dissolve much slower in cold water. If you had one tablet in a floater and you had it in the pool and it's let's say 60 degrees, it would probably take two weeks, maybe three weeks, actually probably less than 60 degrees, maybe when it's in the 50s, It'll take two or three weeks to completely dissolve in there because the cold water doesn't really activate the tablet and doesn't dissolve as quickly. And you can have a residual amount of chlorine going into the pool that way. You can stop using tablets in the winter completely so that you're not adding cyanuric acid to the pool. You switch over to liquid chlorine or calhypo. If you put maybe a quarter of a gallon in, in a 15,000 gallon pool in the winter every week, It'll be about one gallon per month for that pool. 
and it'll hold the chlorine really well. Again, if a zero is out and the water temperature is in the 50s or 60s, it doesn't really matter because you're not going to have an algae outbreak. The pool's not going to turn cloudy on you. No one's using it. Now, the only caution I have for you is if you have a pool with an attached spa and people are using the spa frequently, then you're going to have to adjust this ratio so that when it's in spa mode, there's actually a good residual chlorine in there because chlorine is going to help keep those bathers safe in the spa. It's going to kill any bacteria, viruses, and prevent body-to-body disease transmission. So it's important to have a good chlorine level if that pool is being used and if the hot tub is being used, or the spa is being used, I should say, in the wintertime. I would say keeping it at three to four parts per million is sufficient because you don't have to really worry too much about the chlorine, again, being used up by the UV rays because it's getting dark around 5 o'clock here, before 5 o'clock. And no one's using the pool per se. They're just putting in spa mode ever so often to use their spa. And so for those pools, I would keep the chlorine level at a decent level. The rest of the pools, you can let go as low as one part per million, two parts per million. And I have no problem with that. And again, some of the pools will zero out with no effect really on the water because no one's using it. So that's one of the things when you're getting into winter here. And winter here is probably around December, January, February, and beginning of March is when the chlorine usage is at that point that I'm describing here. Sometimes we get really hot winters and all the way through November, it's still pretty warm. But typically the water temperature is going to match the air temperature at night. And so if you get nights that are in the 50s and 60s and 40s, the water temperature will drop accordingly to those levels. Rarely will we get freezing temperatures where the automated systems will turn on freeze protect. It does happen on occasion, but it's not something that happens all the time in my area. So we don't get really freezing weather and the pool stays, you know, within the 50 degree range or so roughly all winter long. Sometimes it'll dip to the high 40s, but it never really goes any lower than that. And it never stays any warmer than 60 usually. We've never had a winter that I can remember where the water temperatures were, you know, in the high 60s. Again, this is regional. And in my area, this is typical of the pools. So your chlorine usage will drop dramatically. And same with the muriatic acid usage. Now, it won't stop completely. You're still going to have to add acid to the pool ever so often. But you notice that in cold water, if you do the LSI and you have the Arenda app, you're using that, you'll see that the cold water, the water temperature is a factor and the cold water will definitely affect the LSI. So you'll use less acid because you're not going to need to use a lot of muriatic acid to lower the pH. It stays fairly stable in cold water. And if you're using one tablet in the floater, this is also adding a little bit of acid to the pool, and there's no need for huge amounts of muriatic acid in the winter time. So all the chemical use pretty much comes to a standstill in the winter. There's no need to put a pool or X in there. There's really not a lot of need to use a phosphate remover or any kind of algae treatment in the winter time, unless you're using your pool and heating it. Then that's a different story. But in most cases, the chemical usage in a residential pool really drops dramatically in the winter time. And this is where the pool service professional recoups all his money because sometimes we're spending overspending on chemicals in the summer. Some pools call for more. And there's always problems with, you know, pools with algae. And just for a number of factors, you're using a lot more chlorine in pools in the summertime than the wintertime. As a general rule, the UV index is higher. Pools are being used by a lot of homeowners. And the chlorine usage is really high in the summer. 
So in the winter, you, you recover a lot of your expenses, at least in the areas where we keep the pools open, Southern California, Nevada, Northern California, uh, Arizona, Florida, parts of Texas, New Mexico, anywhere where the climate is pretty mild, we keep the pools open. Hawaii would be in that list also. And this is something that you have to consider when a customer approaches you and says, well, since, you know, you're not, we don't really need a lot of work in the winter, we're not using our pool, we'd like you to come every other week in the winter, or we'd like you just to stop in the winter and only do our pool in the summer. The problem with that is that you recoup a lot of your money in the winter, you charge the same rate winter and summer, and here the winter we get a lot of wind, and so the pools do get dirty, the pools do need constant care in the winter time. So if a customer is thinking about saving money because they're not using their pool in the summer, I always inform them that this is year-round service and, you know, we spend a lot more time in your pool and care in the summer, of course, to make sure there's no algae, make sure that it's safe to swim in. And we spend equally enough time and care in the winter time, making sure the pool stays clean. If you don't clean the pool regularly, what happens is that sometimes dirt gets in there or some kind of staining gets in there and you have to clean it on a regular basis. I'll give you a good example of this. I had a pool that we started up. It was really a beautiful startup. It was actually an accidental, um, the startup was one of these things where they didn't tell me that I needed to go there and start the pool up. They just, the builder just started it, took the trippers off the timer, and it was running for about a week without me being there. And during that week, the pool looked beautiful. I mean, it was running 24 seven. He did some balancing before, and it just looked fantastic. It was a, it was probably the best looking white plaster that I that I could that I can think of ever seeing. So I'm taking care of this pool for a few months, and then the customer stops paying. And it's one of those things where well, if we don't pay, I don't service the pool. That's just how it is. And he wasn't cleaning the pool. There was some windstorm, some dirt got in there. And what happened about three months, I guess three or four months later, he calls me and he wants me to come back over there to clean the pool. So I vacuumed the pool up. I got all the dirt out of there. He was putting chlorine in the pool. It looked okay, but he wasn't cleaning it. And so after vacuuming the pool, I noticed there was a lot of organic staining in the pool. And I tried getting rid of it with this the usual stuff that we use, and it wasn't working. Basically, this beautiful white plaster, one of the best I've ever seen because I don't know what happened with the startup. I wasn't there for a week. It was running 24-7. I, that was a big factor, running 24-7. And it just was ruined by the homeowner not taking care of the pool for those three months. So the moral of the story is you need service in the winter time. And I would explain to the customer that it's imperative in the winter, more so than the summer, because of potential staining with windstorms, the dirt blowing in there with leaves and all of this. And I would also clarify with the homeowner that the reason why you charge the rate you charge for the service every month is because of the winter time, you do recoup some of your costs on chemicals. And if you only want summer service, you're going to have to raise the rates. It'll, you'll have to match the rates that are back east when they close their pools during the summer. The rates are much higher because they're making the money up for the time that their pools are closed. It's a short window. And you'll have to do the same for that customer. Now, a customer that only wants summer service is not a customer that I would keep anyway, regardless. But you can explain to him these particular points that the pool does need care in the winter and you do recoup some of your, your costs in the winter time. And if they don't want you to service the pool in the winter, you won't be able to service the pool in the summer as well. 
And usually this convinces the more logical customer and they'll be understanding and realize that it makes sense. You make up your money in the, in the winter from the summer. And I really like how you're servicing my pool. So disregard what I said, and I'll definitely keep you through the winter. And, uh, you know, don't worry about it. And then you get those that are like, no, I don't want any winter service. And those are the ones you just pretty much drop on your route because you can't, you don't, you don't want to deal with that kind of uh, customer. Another benefit of the winter months is that you can kind of fudge on the pool cleaning and focus on cleaning the filters at that time. What I mean by this is that you don't really have to do a full clean because no one's looking at the pool and you can get away with doing their filter for the amount of time that you would be cleaning their pool. I try to pick weeks before the windstorms did here. So I'm cleaning the filters in September before October and then I'm cleaning the pool filters again in March. And these are usually the mild months where we don't have a lot of Santa Ana winds. So I'll pick a week where everything looks spectacular. You know, the pools don't look dirty at all. And I'll kind of just, you know, do a light cleaning, skimming, a little bit of brushing. Then I'll check the chemistry and then I'll jump right over to the filter, clean the filter for the remainder of the time. And I'll do this to at about five or six stops. That way I get a good amount of filters done. In that three-week period, you can finish all your filters basically by doing this. So the winter time allows you to get away with this because in the summer, they're using their pool. You don't want to be cleaning the filters in the summer anyway when it's 100 degrees out. So in the winter, you can get away with kind of fudging on the cleaning and doing the filter in that time period that you would be cleaning their pool. No one really cares. No one's really looking back there. It gets dark at 5 o'clock before they get home. So the pool is totally out of their mind and out of their sight. And this is the best time to clean the filters because you don't have to worry about algae or about pools that need a lot of cleaning and, you know, adding a lot of chemicals to the pools. You can take your time, clean the filters in September, October, and March and April before it starts to warm up. I would say definitely before May, you would all want all your filters clean. This also helps you in the winter because if you clean the filters before you get a lot of rain and wind, the pool runs a lot better on a clean filter. And sometimes you're limping to the summer, to the um, to March or April, because the pools had so much heavy rain and wind and debris in there. But I find that the pool does a lot better in the first few rainstorms and windstorms. There's always the first rainstorm that's the messiest. Everything's coming off the trees. Everything's coming into the pool, coming off the deck. And so usually the first one or two rainstorms we get here are the messiest rainstorms. Usually the first one or two windstorms is the messiest windstorm because that's when all the dead leaves are blowing into the pool. That's when the trees have a lot of dead leaves in them and they fall into the pool. So I find that having the filter clean before we get the major wind events in my area or the major rain events really helps the pool make it through the winter much better. And again, you're going to have more time to clean the filters because you don't have to worry about maintaining the pool quite as spotless as in the summertime. So try to match this with these filters. Now, if you're in Florida and you have the single cartridge filters, you're of course cleaning them all the time. I'm talking about the larger D filters or the quad four type cartridge filters where we clean them every five or six months here. And I think, you know, for you to have a set cleaning time in the winter months is better than having it kind of staggered all through the year, doing a few in April, doing some in May, some in June, just knock them all out in September, October, March and April, and you'll be a lot better off in those seasons. And right before summer starts with a clean filter, Again, that pool has a much better chance of making it through the summer. For some reason, here in California, May and June, 
seem to be the months where we get a lot of algae outbreaks. It's just the beginning of the season. Of course, it's spring, so there's a lot of pollen in the air. And pools invariably get a lot of algae in May. So having a clean filter before that happens really does help in the same way as in the winter time to getting you through those first few storms. And last, the winter is a great time to take your vacations. You know, October, November, December, January, February are great months to travel. No one's really traveling those months. Some things aren't open, so be careful when you travel to areas like Yosemite would be closed usually in November because of the snow. And other places like the northern rim of the Grand Canyon is also closed in the winter. But a lot of places are open even in the winter time. It's colder, but not nothing is closed. So try to plan your travels in the winter because you can easily skip a pool for a week in the winter time without much problems. The only problem you have to worry about, of course, here is the Santa windstorm blowing the week you're gone. But if you time it correctly, you should be fine by taking a short vacation in the winter months. It's a lot better than taking a vacation in June or July where you got to put like eight tablets in the pool, dump in two gallons of liquid chlorine before you leave for two, you know, for a week. That's technically two weeks before you get back to that pool. And it's no fun because if you have three or four pools turn on you in the summer because you're on vacation, you're probably spending, you know, three or four extra weeks trying to get those pools back. But in the wintertime, that won't happen. I mentioned the water temperature is cold. Nothing really happens in the water. So you can easily take a vacation in October, November, December, January, and February in my area with very little worry. And I would suggest doing your vacations at that time of year anyway because no one's really traveling at that time of year. Just pull Junior out of school for a week, take his homework with him, and, you know, that's just the best time to travel. And it's the only time you can really take a vacation because in the summer, it's just way too busy, way too hot, and way too risky. So the winter does offer a lot of opportunities, less chemical use, more time to do the filters, time to take vacations, and a lot less worry about the pool and balancing it. If you're bringing on an employee, I think bringing them on in the wintertime is better than the summer. Besides that, you're going to scare them away sometimes bringing bringing them on when it's 115 degrees out there. So the wintertime is a great way, a great time to bring on an employee and train him and get him ready before the season starts. So there's a lot of great opportunities in the winter, and I think you should seize those opportunities. And of course, get ready for summer because it's literally right around the corner every time, and it's one of those things where it comes up quick, and summer is when you really have to be ready for everything. If you're looking for more podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon, and then a drop-down menu will appear, and you can listen to over 1,200 podcasts at your leisure. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app